Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The Call of Cthulhu. Experience the unknowable horror and black comedy of Nerdy Show's Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, an RPG audio drama. Find it at CthulhuMystery.com or wherever you procure fine podcasts. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 142. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Go away. Okay. That's not nice. Huh? That's not nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, that was the first thing that came to mind. Because <laughs> it's early. Well, it is early. We're recording much earlier today, and today, today was my only Saturday in the next three or four weeks that I'm not working, and I don't have to get up early, so thank you for making me get up early today. Well, then that's where you're going to be. You're going to be working for July 7th. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Which is is when Evan, our King Baby Duck, is going to be recording his 200th episode of the Boston Bass Brigade. Get out of the car! Now! Get out of my car. I actually showed James that the second I got home. I was like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this right now. Link in the description for what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's just but yes, uh, the 200th episode of No Borders Race is coming up, and as of this recording, I haven't recorded episode 199, but I'm sure it's an okay episode. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get cancelled before 199. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our fangirl, Victoria. Hi! You couldn't tell when I was yelling at him for being yeah. grumpy. <laughs> and so finally, <laughs> Elite Four, Derek. Uh, now that King Baby Duck and I live in the same apartment, he just dragged me out of my bedroom, and here we are. <laughs> yeah! I believe your quote was, I believe I have time for a cigarette, then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's three of us who are clearly not morning people, just like, well, I woke up this morning, my alarm my, my alarm went off at 8, because I was up until about 1.30, because I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I, I jumped on. I jumped on to the free because on if you have Steam, you can download the free trial of Final Fantasy fourteen, which is you can play Final Fantasy fourteen up to level thirty five. So I was like, 
okay. So I did that. Uh, I downloaded it. I created like the cutest cat girl ever. And now I'm running around as a, as a really adorable cat girl. Went to bed at 2. Woke up at 8 to do uh, this. And then I didn't get out of bed until 8.30. Told Jonathan I'm leaving the house, which was a lie. Uh, and then uh, I left the house around 8.50. Got here about 9.05. And then Victoria was late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I, I don't really feel that bad because I was up till two thirty baking cookies this morning. Yeah. So because it's me, what well, I was baking cookies and watching the new Queer Eye episodes on Netflix because I love them so much. And then, is, okay, serious question: Is it as good as the original Queer Eye for the straight guys? Oh, it is actually really good. I thought you said Clear Eye, like the uh, like the yeah. Ben like the Ben Stein Clear Eye commercial. <laughs> Wow. Yes, Andrew, I was watching Clear Eye. That's what I heard you say. That's what I heard you say. Not what I said. I pieced it together. I heard Clear Eye. Thank you. For stoners going to the school, Clear Eye is awesome. Clear Eye. No, yeah, I was just watching watching Clear Eye on Netflix, which was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, and just baking cookies. And then James' alarm went off 10 minutes before mine did. And, of course, I still got out of bed first, but it was a long morning. <laughs> got all my chores done, though, and was still late, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs> last thing, no, Jonathan, that's a really good episode title. Clear, Clear eye. eye for the straight guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> last night, Christine and I started, were unpacking stuff from our wedding shower, and we just went to Randolph later. Cafe and got pizza, and, you know, we just kind of had, like, a night in just washing dishes and stuff like that, and then... I got home at 7, and she was asleep on the couch at 9. I'm not surprised at all. She falls asleep so easy. The only problem is we watched yeah. TV together. We were watching Whose who's Line Is It Anyway, oh, the, okay. the the new one. and Yeah. And, With Aisha Tyler, right? Yeah. She fell asleep on my shoulder, and then as soon as Whose Line was over, this drama called uh, Life Sentence was on, the series finale was on the CW. Okay. The series finale was on, and I was like, it's terrible. Like it was, it was bad. Um, it, it, it was, it was modern day soap opera bad. Oh so God. like, I pull my phone out. What well, is most of CW stuff? Yeah. It's yeah. modern ass soap opera that isn't good at all. So I, 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 if, if you have a loved one, you know that like when they fall asleep on you, you don't want to disturb them. Yeah, and so really like, funny. I pulled my phone out of my pocket and I was holding it up above my head like this watching anime on, on Crunchyroll so that I I wouldn't disturb like the sound was far away from her so I wouldn't wake her up and where was the TV remote? it was actually probably just a foot out of my range of my foot you should foot. know better I know I know the second she control. starts to fall asleep or get tired you need to grab yeah. the remote and put it near let you. this Believe be a me. lesson you I tried I stretched out my foot as far as I could and I was still <laughs> I was still legitimately no pun intended a foot away and from as, the remote as the, as the woman who falls asleep first <laughs> you should know to have the controller near you James I, sleeps with the TV all the time I just can't imagine the stress of watching this crappy show like ah, it's yes. like being in prison <laughs> it was Imagine, it, i feel like she's enough of a sleeper that you could easily nudge her yeah. she'll wake up a little bit you'll get the remote she'll go right back to sleep you just have to you just have to go <coughs> oh i'm sorry did i wake you up i'm so sorry you were asleep we now get off better. me <laughs> uh hey uh, andrew where's news about chan Oh my gosh. She's and I don't have a whistle coon. Crap. Yeah. 
I do we have no sound effects? Oh no! What are we gonna do? We we oh. failed our fans at giving them just gifts. Go on yeah, <laughs> quick, quick. I don't know. Victoria, quickly, quickly, go on Google and find just a hotel here. bell or like a find, just find a soundboard. What is that um, called? What kind of bell is that called? Just a, the the desk bell. The desk bell. Oh, I like. Oh, here. Oh, wait. How about this? <laughs> Wait, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, there, that's, yeah. He's, this is like, this, this <laughs> sounds one, like. That one's a lot daintier than Newsbell, though. News, Ow. Newsbell, you just said Hotel Bell. No, I know, but Newsbell Chan is a lot more tomboyish than that. That one is a lot more. <laughs> like Disney yeah, Princess. Like, woo! It came from my phone, and you're really not surprised. Oh, I got an ad. <laughs> Cheez Its. I have an ad too. Oh, come on. What is <laughs> it? I thought that was just going to be a sound effect. It's a video of someone using an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is a call, an inadvertent callback all the way back to the very beginning of the Wicked Anime series. Like, all of our long-term friends will remember Glitch and Dylan on the soundboards for hours. Too long. Too long. But shizzle dizzle. I legitimately think there was like like a half hour outtake reel that I posted one time of them just using soundboards. Yeah, that was one of the uh, Patreon goal or Patreon rewards on on Nerdy Show's Patreon. Yeah. I was trying to find a manlier bell. I even typed in, yeah. I even typed in manly hotel bell. Nothing happened. Nothing came up. Nothing came up. Oh. I was kind of looking figure. forward to that. I know, right? Manly I hotel so bell. <laughs> manly. Bell. Oh my oh, Manly Bell, it's just gonna be cross dressing Beauty and the Beast. Oh dear god, you're probably right. <laughs> bell ringing, bells ringing sound effects, bell sounds. I, okay, so I Google searched Manly Bell, and the first thing that came up in my phone was a five star rated real estate agency in Australia called Bell Property Manly. <laughs> So if you want good really good real estate service in Australia, go to Bell Property Manly. Are they at least pretty? Yeah, well, I mean, here's some pictures of their homes. I didn't know that homes in Australia look like this. what I'm like looking this. for. I'm looking for the manly sellers. They're all filled with deadly tarantulas and snakes. Look at this. Look at these. These are nice. Look at that. Is that a house? Or is that an apartment complex? If it's a house, like, damn. Yeah. Look at that. It's, it's an manly, open storefront. Look, it's the manly ones mean it's just going to cost you a lot more money. So eventually we talk about anime on this podcast. There you go. They have, <laughs> they have wallabies or kangaroos, I can't tell, on a beach. That's pretty. That's so pretty. <laughs> they have wallabies, I talk them all? wallabies and or kangaroos. They're really pretty. <laughs> By the okay. way, the person that comes up with manly hotel bell sound is that guy with the bell. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, so the first piece of news that I want to talk about. Now that we've rung a thousand bells yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually comes from our fan, Haru. Uh, he, he, he actually gave us two pieces of news. One of which grossed me out so much because. What? That makes me so excited. Students at the Tokyo U Research Labs created a robot arm that uses real muscle fiber Ugh. and they create it's, it's it's not like an arm like a human sized arm it's it's like a little like <laughs> it's, a j- it's maybe the size of a pinky finger um but it uses like 
genetically created and grown muscle fibers to control itself. Tell me there's at least something covering the... No! Ugh! It looked no. like a shrimp. <laughs> it, it looked like a shrimp and it grabbed stuff. It was it was submerged in water. It only Ugh. worked in water. And it was like a claw machine that... I'll, I'll post the video to it because it was fascinating. It was gross, but it was fascinating. Oh, thank you. Um, so good. It, you were spending so much time asking if you could do it when the real question is, should you yeah. do it? <laughs> the but, answer is yes, but only underwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as it can't come out of the water and get us. Yeah, I mean, it, starts, it starts clinking at the yeah, edge. Yeah, like it's like tapping on the glass. What's it even doing? Don't build in there any like nuclear plants. Yeah, it could have all of a sudden you see it like crawling out of the water like an inchworm, no, just like dragging no. itself closer. Oh, like like on the Angry Beavers. <laughs> yeah, the crawling, crawling spleen. spleen. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Don't cover your ears so it doesn't eat your brain. <laughs> so that was cool uh, science. Uh, and then the other thing that he posted to us, which uh, thankfully continues our. Uh, talk and our winning streak this season of talking about horse girls every episode. Um, you know how the goal of the of the horse girls in this is to win a triple crown, mm-hmm. uh, and what the triple crown is is winning three events in a row. I believe. Like Derek, three- is that true? That is true, and we just had another triple crown winner this year. Yes, there was a triple crown winner this year. In is there a character based on Justify. Of um, that's a really good question. Here, let me. Because isn't that how that show works? He he sent me Haru. Haru sent me the. Let me see if I can. While find you look, it. how many episodes are there of that show? Twelve. 12. Twelve. Oh, I'll be done with that halfway through the day tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and you should watch it. I you should well, watch I all of it. It's, like I said, it's I have, so fantastic. I have tomorrow off for the first time ever, and I've not told my mother I'm off, which yeah. means I'm free for <laughs> the day. And <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. I'm good. And then James is working, so essentially I have nothing to do tomorrow, which means I can just watch anime all day and finally catch up on everything I've been meaning to catch up on. Though I was really thrown off because last week was the 12th episode, okay. and and it ended, and and my heart kind of sank because I didn't know it was the last episode, and I was like, oh no, oh. no more horse oh, girls like, this legit the last episode. Yeah. Oh. We were watching it going, oh my god, is this it? Is this how they're doing it? Is this how they're ending it? Oh yeah, And then the, it the, happened, the, I'm the, like, The main horse okay. died, right? No, 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 that's no, not okay. how it That's not how the series ends, no. Okay, I was like, that's a really dark way to end the show. Though it would have been awesome. It would have been No, really but it, it goes on to an OVA with a tour of the glue factory. <laughs> I am thinking that there has to be, like, an OVA episode that's going to tie into that last scene that you see. No that. spoilers, though. Well, yeah, right. no, yeah. No, spo- no spoilers. Go although, you could, although you could look at actual horse racing results from the past and be able to give yourself all the spoilers you'd want. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that PA Works, who is the main, who is the studio who's doing this, they're really, really prominent in making OVAs. So, like, so it's very likely they'll make yeah, work. Sakura Quest had OVAs, Shirabako had OVAs. So, more than likely, I think that this is going, it will have an OVA. Okay. Uh, but I, am, I, am I positive about that? No, yeah. because it's not, this is, a, this is a completely different, yeah, this is a completely likely. different property, but it, it seems likely. Okay. Which, the more horse girls I can get, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the more horse girls I can get, the. The happier I will be because it was a fantastic anime. <laughs> okay, so 
The Triple Crown winner this year, uh, their name was uh, Justify Fourth. I didn't know the name Fourth was in there. I thought it was just Justify. It could but, be. Uh, I'm trying to... Maybe it's just the shortened name Justify instead of saying like the whole name of the horse. Yeah, I, uh, let's was see. Was he coming in fourth a lot, so they gave him that nickname, or like what happened? Let's... Uh, no, actually, he's undefeated. Okay, so then ha! maybe... So maybe it is like a fourth crown. So maybe, yeah, maybe fourth. he's the fourth triple crown winner. Let's take a let's take a look at all of There's the triple crown winners. Uh, uh, this what like Sir two in the last two years. Yeah. Let's see. Sir Barton was the first. Uh, Gallant Fox. Omaha, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. That's a that's a football joke. I didn't know Peyton Manning know. had a had a racehorse <laughs> team as well. Uh, War Admiral. Whirl away. I don't know why I know war admiral. <laughs> Count Fleet. A uh, Justify is actually descended from War Admiral. What? That up here. That's awesome. Oh, there's a horse named Assault. Assault. That is awesome. That's like a Halo game type. Assault. <laughs> Citation. Citation. Oh my is god. Then <laughs> how did it get its name? Was these, it illegally dude, parked? These horses are twisted metal characters. I know. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> we have War Admiral, who is War uh, Warthog. We have Citation, who is Outlaw. We have Assault, who is anybody. And it's just like great. That's it's the Triple Crown winners are basically the cast of Twisted Metal. It's great. That's that's fantastic. And then we have uh, uh, Secretariat, which they made the movie about. I think right. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, another um, another horse that Justify has bone. lineage tied to, That's apparently. Bone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seattle Slough. That's another one Justify has descended from. Do, Derek, Af- affirmed. I, I love that you know this stuff. I was going to ask how I've got, you know I've got a Wikipedia stuff? page pulled up right now. The <laughs> second you're saying <laughs> a name, I'm like, but see that right, one? I right, see right. that but one. But still, like, I'm just saying the fact that y- you're... Family works in horses, is, and well, I mean, we had family that worked in horses, but not racing horses. But your family worked in racing horse stuff, and you just have this cool knowledge. While it just so happens there happens to be an anime about horse racing. My dad's favorite horse was Secretariat too. <laughs> Pretty sure he won a little bit of money on that. But now, uh, is this the sure real Secretariat, or is this the Craig Ferguson Secretariat that would come and go? Do 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 do. Uh, okay, and then the and then the most recent ones uh, affirmed, American Pharaoh, and then there was Justify. So it wasn't Justify Fourth; it's just Justify. Yeah, and American Pharaoh, I think, was in the same like owner or training group mm. as Justify, and that was just last year. So like the same group has basically won the Triple Crown two years in a row. I, I like how um, how the links on the Wikipedia page uh, have to specify because. <laughs> Like yeah. like secretariat, in on this page in parentheses it says horse next yeah. to it. Same with well, justify. Well, it's the same way that when you when you look up a name and next to it has to say band because if, if you don't put band you're gonna find something else. <laughs> yeah, like justify you get Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that justified? That's justified. That's justified. Yeah, I yeah. would totally name my horse Timothy. Oliphant. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> I would name my horse Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Horse to be made fun of by everyone else. <laughs> no, there's a, there's already a horse out there called R. So all right, then he's good. <laughs> that he wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't let poor Timothy Oliphant from Live for Your Die Hard play in any horse games. <laughs> no. Oh, did you guys hear who the big winner at the Belmont Stakes was this year? Though this is just a little bit of a side tangent, but everyone knows Justify came in first. 
The horse that came in second was a horse called Gronkowski. <laughs> really? Are you serious? Named after the tight end Rob Gronkowski. You're kidding me. And to make it better, so apparently the odds were like 69 to 1 on Gronkowski. Yes, 69 to 1. And Gronk loved that. So he's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to bet on it. And so he bet $69 on this horse, <laughs> which ended up coming up from, like, near the end to finishing in second place, and Gronk won a shit ton of money betting $69 on his horse, Gronk, with 69 to 1 odds. <laughs> and of course the horse named Gronkowski was named after Gronkowski, because everybody knows that that's not a real name. (laughs) (laughs) That was This Week in Horse Girls. (laughs) (laughs) And almost never again! No! We need a second season of Horse Girls. We do. Which we won't get. Um, Let's see. We have... Let's start with with the, the very bad news of... Uh, Evan, you pointed out uh, this is from Anime News Network and Toonami. Uh, yeah, that Toonami. So yeah, go ahead. So finally, Toonami is starting to have anime comedies, and you're thinking, "Ooh, what would be great? Should they show Sergeant Frog? Oh, maybe My Bride is a Mermaid. Maybe even like High School DxD." No, they go with fucking Pop Team Epic. Everybody loves Pop Team Epic, Evan. It's so popular. Why? Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. It has pop in the name. How is it not popular? Well, it, it, and, more importantly, it has the word epic. Show. It has the word epic in the title. It's 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 just one terrible meme after another. Yeah, it's just meme after meme after meme after meme, and then it's 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 all satire. There's no actual substance to the show. It's like Robot Chicken, except every sketch is a miss. Oh god. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Tosh Point oh. <laughs> and Robot Chicken. Hey, Robot Chicken is actually still pretty funny. Yeah, it it wishes. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just robot I'm, chicken is people getting. I'm making that I'm making that up. I haven't I watched robot chicken in years. I'm just looking at pictures of this, and I I couldn't even. People, no, I, no, 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 no. That's that's all you have to say. You could not even. That's the best way to describe all team epic. I can't even. <laughs> I mean, if it was just this picture, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. There's there's this a cute, one normal cute picture. Yeah, there's cute moe there's cute moe fan art of them everywhere. But that is very unrealistic. They get weird again. And then they have well, they have two versions of the show. They play them back to back, where they play one version of the show where they're voiced by male characters, and another version of the show where they're voiced by actual female characters. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a half. It is hour the show. same thing back to back. There's like no change yeah. to what it whatsoever. They, they play fifteen stupid. minutes. They play fifteen minutes with male voices, and then the same fifteen minutes but only with female voices. Victoria, listen, it's separate but equal. It works, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, the th- and here's the thing too about the- what made this kind of interesting is that Funimation has a license for it, Sentai Filmworks has a license for it. Every, every like every American anime licensing company has licensed Pop Team Epic, which means that Funimation will have their has their dub, which is going to be airing on this tsunami, and then Sentai Filmworks will also have their dub. So there's going to be like. Seven versions of Pop Team Epic with different people dubbing it. And I'm like, why? That's really... really get people... Why? 
What is this a show that everyone's coming together no, for? No, I will say, I don't be upset with Funimation because Funimation has worse crap on there, like way worse crap in their di- in there. But you know what I love Funimation. I love Funimation too, but but they have trash. They they have so much trash. I just I'm don't really talk about Yamcha that I'm way. I'm really scared of the like the voice actors who signed on. I want to see. No, trust me, the voice actors are going to have a freaking blast doing this show. <laughs> It's just us watching it that are not going to have a blast. Well, and the reason why they're going to have a blast... Colleen Clinkenbeard, why? The reason why they're going to have a blast is because... Is because there's no real mouth flaps. So they can say whatever they want to ad-lib whatever they want, as long as it makes sense to the original dub. And, you know, because the hardest part about dubbing anime is matching the flaps to what the original translation is. Well, there is no flaps in this because nobody moves their mouth. Yep. So they can say a lot of stuff. It's going to be really great and really fun for voice actors who want to improv and have fun on a show. But will it be funny? We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If it's going to be different for the American dub, then you know maybe I'll give it a shot. But okay, so maybe let's let's let let us give it a shot then. How about we watch the first couple episodes and then we'll come back to it. If yeah. Chris Sabat is playing the male voices of them, I'm totally in. I know Chris Sabat is one of the voices. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. All right, what do we got next? I mean, him and Colleen Clink... Like, Colleen, like... No. (laughs) Vegeta and Riza, like, why? And All Might. Yes. Mm. And All Might. All Might. That's that's another one that's on my list for tomorrow. Because, like, I honestly watched the first episode and I didn't love it. I had trouble getting through it. Oh, God. And then I just got distracted by wedding planning, so I did not get a chance to... Do my usual like three or four episodes for a show before I judge if I'm going to keep going. Hmm. So it's on my list for tomorrow. Just so you know, episode do four episodes for my hero because okay. episode four is balls crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's so heroic. Um, let's see. Well, one of our favorite anime studios, Dogakoba, ah, is a, They are in the process of. Showing off a new anime that they're going to be doing. Let me see if I can finally get this. And just just for pro, just for pronunciation sakes, it's Dobakobo. Dobakobo. Dogakobo. I, I I sometimes have such uh, trouble with like that. Is it Dogakobo? I, Doga, I do too. Doga, I, I've, call, I've, I've, do, I've called it Do uh, Dogakobo before too because it just it flows easier. But it's Kobo. Yeah. So there is a new anime that they're going to be doing. I don't know if this is the uh, if it's going to be summer or fall, and it's called "An Angel Flew Down on Me." It looks cute in, it, in very Dogakobo fashion, it's and it's from the same staff who did New Game as well. Yeah, well, New Game, and there's there's Shirabako staff on it, and oh, Maruchan, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid staff, and actually, there's actually a lot of people working on this, and actually. For some reason, when I saw this show, I, I was confused because it had Angel in the title, so uh, it's kind of irrelevant. But it made me think, whatever happened to that anime dropkick on my demon? Oh, that's um, that's premiering this summer on Amazon. That's summer. Okay. I thought it, I didn't know when what season it was, but it's this season, the summer season. Yes. Okay. The, the promo art for it looks like Dobokobo, and... The characters are freaking moe and adorable as hell. So, am I going to watch it? Yes, I am. Is it going to be good? 
Probably. Well, let, let's read but. the let's read the premise because this is where it might make people kind of go. Eh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it centers on Miyako Hoshina, a shy college student, and otaku. Miyako's younger sister Hinata, who is a fifth grader, has a classmate and friend named Hana. When they meet, Miyako falls for Hana at first sight. So <laughs> it's a college girl falling in love with an elementary school girl. I'm still, I'll still try it out. I don't care. That's, uh, well, that's the, well, that's the, well, that's the thing about Dogokoba is that you read it and it's, it's never underestimate them because they do a lot of great work. Yeah, it's and if you if if we start watching it and it starts going towards a route where you're just like, oh my gosh, they're serious about this kind of a thing, then. Then that's where you kind of have to. But if it's if it's a college student doting over a fifth grader because she's so adorable, that's a little different. Uh, this this picture for the manga doesn't. I mean, like, look at this. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's a little creepy. That's more than a little creepy. But it that, looks like that's like creepy stalker needs to get arrested kind of creepy. But it looks like the fifth grader's in love with the college student, not the other way around. No, no, no. She's yeah. on no, her knees taking a picture of her. This is the oh oh that's the oh I see. Now it looks really creepy, right? I I thought because in the promo art up top when it ha- it has that uh, diamond shape, uh, di- the diamond shape format in like for people us get arrested for doing what she's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan's teacher was one of them. Um, oh hey. Oh. <laughs> The guy shaking my hand in uh, yeah. in my graduation photo. It wasn't he. It wasn't pedophilia though. See, no, I no. thought I thought this girl with the I thought this girl with the black hair. How do you just go right over that? <laughs> um, I th- I thought this girl with the black hair was the college student. These the the blonde haired girl and the red haired girl are the two other ones, and this was like a teacher, oh, not I the see. college student. No, so, no, no. So that's so that's my confu- That was my confusion. I'll still watch it. I, I I I gotta be honest. When you when you sent me that link, I I didn't read the premise, so I didn't know. Yeah. I just saw the art, and I was just like, "That's cute." And then I moved on. But uh, <laughs> we like cute things. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and I yes. like Dobakobo. So so that was it. That was it. So you know. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been watching uh, Todd and Oliver Falls in Love on High Dive? Because that's been a pretty good show. The, no. Their most recent one. No, I've barely been able to keep up with my Crunchyroll queue this. I, I'm about to hit summer vacation, so that's so I'm, I'm going to get to watch a lot more. Freaking teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, summer means more crap for me to do. <laughs> summer means wedding. Summer means I continue to summer just wedding. live my regular life. Right. <laughs> Same. Why well, did you catering events? It's like what I was doing yesterday. I did a seven-hour catering event. Oh, we had to go to we had to drive out to Hingham, set up our pizza truck, and then of course the idiots forgot cheese. We to- <laughs> <laughs> How do you freaking cheese? Yeah. Let's see pizza. We have sauce, bread, and oh no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much and it was this really rich lady's house and like her yard was the size of a football field they had a big inflatable screen to watch movies Jeez. on later and their dogs would not leave us alone and they didn't have cheese they didn't have cheese <laughs> <laughs> well we were in hangout you're like, rich rich people yeah, have you're cheese. rich people you need cheese well, no we can't ask them for cheese they paid thousands of dollars for this event <laughs> but they have thousand dollars of cheese That's true <laughs> With the cheese mold. They don't have a white cellar. They have a cheese cellar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you guys serious? You forgot the fucking cheese? Like of all things, we sell, we make pizza, and you forgot cheese. This is fancy living. We had the dough, we had the sauce, we had the toppings. We didn't have cheese. I had English muffin pizzas last night for dinner. Those are fun. Oh, those are good. Oh, they're so good. Those are really good. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like don't I actually learned how to make one of those from a children's book starring Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I had bagel bites yesterday. Ooh. I just did the cheap version. Yeah. <laughs> I already told my pizza story of last night. It's true. It was a pizza day wow. yesterday. It was a pizza ass yeah. day. <laughs> it sounds like a disease. Pizza ass. It's like a weird form of acne. Uh, <laughs> and that's where we move on to the next news story. <laughs> no I, cheese. Ironically, it's about pizza. Ass. Is it really? No, I, no, I, we've been rambling about every single yeah, topic. No, this would uh, be real fun to edit for you. Ass. Sorry. Otherwise, people are just going to listen to us talk about random shit all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, Pretty it's much. It's still entertaining. No, people like it. They told us. They, people have told us. It's fun. Let's clump all of the video game ones together in in one. So we have a, a different one then. We have a, a film teaser a reveal for Don Machi. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, we got yes. a teaser for that? So, yeah, we got a teaser for it. And what is it teasing? Uh, I'm guessing the, some of the action aspect of the, it. The game? Uh, re- reveal, reveals additional cast and staff in the 2019 opening. So Now, here's the, now here's the interesting thing. It's not going to... The guy who's directing it is not the director from the TV show. The guy who's directing it is, is uh, Katsushi Sakurabi, who directed one of my favorite anime of 2016, Flying Witch. Oh, interesting. But I think, he, I, I think the original director is going to do the, uh, the TV show, though. To, to the second season. Yeah, I would imagine so. I I don't I don't care as long as Tiona's in it. So that's it. Or Tione. Which one? Both of them. <laughs> no, it, it's 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 very important which one it is. I think it's Tiona. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Tiona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have my phone. Okay with either. I'm I have I have I have my phone right over there. I can't reach it from where I am with my headphones on, but. I, I got her in my uh, Don Machi memory phrase, which Wicked Fan Mike was just like, why haven't you guys talked about this in a while? And we're like, oh my gosh, you're right. And yeah. Maybe we'll do that later in game news. Maybe. Well, should we move on to gaming news? Yeah. Uh, well, didn't we get a, a different media release? Well, we have a new Kaon manga is being launched in July. That's right. I'm kind of excited about that, but I'm also kind of not because it doesn't continue the story. Um, see, did they ever release the the Kaon College manga here in America? Yeah, I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I own it, and it's it's it was great. I loved it, and I, I just wish it was more than just one book. Did they find out what college music is like, like truly psychedelic, flaming lips sort of stuff, and then they become like a psychedelic rock band? <laughs> yeah, they they hire a lead team tambourine player. Sup, <laughs> <laughs> guys? I play the lead tambourine. I think I'm going solo. <laughs> Ugh. Um, Thank you, Wayne Coy. Uh, I, I play the lead mouth whistles, <laughs> uh, and uh, no, yeah, it, it was it was a good manga. I just wish that this is what it was. It was more of that story because, again, in very chaotic fashion, it there's a there's a story that's going on, but they don't care to explain anything and they don't care to continue it in any way. It's just a bunch of things that happen and then it's over uh, because it's a slice of life. Right? There's no yeah. there's no actual over there is an overarching story of these girls are in high school, okay, they graduated high school and then they go to college and then the manga's just about them in college and they meet a band that they are rivals to because they're an older band, but then they become friends with all of them. Uh 
then. And then they get introduced to drugs, and that's the downfall. Oh, that would be so sad. Don't say that. <laughs> drugs are awful. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Yeah. What if that's what K-On was? What if K-On was a whole, hey, we started as freshmen in high school, made it all the way to graduation as this awesome band that we really like, get into college, and now we go through our college band, and now we're on drugs. And it was just, basically the whole K-On series was a setup of, don't do drugs. You can ruin everything. It's just some reminiscence. They're still doing me. the whole, they're still doing the tea time stuff, but they're just yeah. smoking weed. Yeah, in the, in, the same, in the same way that Uma Musime, the last episode, special week dies. You're just like, <laughs> what happened? That's not what happens. But but special week did die. The real special week. It's just really sad. I do like that she took out three other horses with her at the same. Time. <laughs> what? They did the whole lead pipe thing. Just clink, clink, clink. Why? Oh no! Why? Are you talking no, about no, Tanya that's Harding? Nice season two. We're was that a Tanya Harding reference? That was a Tanya Harding. This segment, <laughs> yes. This segment was brought to you by Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Yes, she's still alive. <laughs> She actually has a reality show. Did you know Why? that? Why? I forget what it's about. You have to be based in reality for that to work, don't you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Kardashians have a show, so no. It's true. It's just, it's it's not reality TV, it's just TV. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so E3 happened. Yeah. Okay, before we talk about E3, we did get a trailer for My Hero Academia. The, yes. the oh, is that movie. what you were talking about dropping? Kind of. There was another one in there that you had in your in your in your list. Yeah, it's it's video game related. It is. Yeah, the the Studio Trigger one. Yes, video, okay. video yeah. game related. Uh, yeah. No, I wanted to talk about uh, My Hero Academia, the trailer for it, the movie. The movie. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm kind of cautious about it because I feel like there was a little bit of a spoiler in the trailer. Of, of what? 90% was of it, nowadays was it red colored? Yes, it was red okay. colored. Yeah, I had the same feeling. Okay. Do you want me to like, leave the room? Do we talk about it? about it? Actually, no, don't talk about it because I didn't notice it. Okay. Okay. So, um, so cool. I don't, because I don't know what you guys are talking about, so. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think that, I, I kind of feel like this movie is jumping the gun and putting some stuff from what's happening in the Japanese manga right now, as opposed to what we have released in America. Uh, oh, so that is something that is actually part of the manga later on. I don't know. I, I don't know, personally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because this could be something that's just, like, standalone just for the movie. Which you usually... You see it, it gets destroyed by the end of it, turns out he didn't need it all along, that it, kind of thing. Which, maybe... Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. No idea how yeah, yeah. Crazy I don't. Now. No, I don't think. I think that. I think that's an element that they're doing just for the movie. Okay. Uh, I mean, cause, like, because it's already been established, they're going to visit this sciency guy. So this could just be like, oh, try out this experimental yeah, like, thing, like Boruto. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Boruto's dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saw that spoiler on Facebook. <laughs> what the heck is he talking about? Which one? The I think Evan posted the spoiler. Yeah. What spoiler? Like, generic hey! spoiler for Gener- something. Yeah, dot 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 dot. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, sure. <clears throat> yeah. So I was like, "What's he spoiling?" Click. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't click on it. I didn't good. Click on it. Yeah, good. Okay. 
I did. I just needed to post it someplace, so I, mean, I, I made sure I pushed enter I, like a fuck ton time before. You should have put Boruto spoilers, and then I wouldn't have read it, Evan. <laughs> Not just spoilers. If you just type spoilers, it's like, well, what could it be? Oh, I'll but, roll the dice. Oh, I'm caught up on Boruto, though. I'm not! <laughs> I haven't watched any of it, so... Oh, it's so good. It's no, so it's, good. Again, it's on my... Tomorrow, I'm just not <laughs> leaving my bedroom. Yeah, Boruto... She's gonna watch 300 hours of anime in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but I do! Boruto is so good. I love Boruto. <laughs> but, we're, yes. but we have to talk about Boruto's dad. Yeah. That guy needs an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Well, we're not on what we're watching yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're not on what we're watching yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What we were talking about was the My Hero Academia trailer, Mm. which we get to see young All Might, which... Younger All Might. Not like... Yeah, right, younger All Might. Because there is a younger All Might, like a young, young All Might. But the interesting thing that they did artistically was that his eyes aren't blacked out. Yes. So he has these bright colored eyes that we get to see. We only saw like a glimpse of it in the trailer, and obviously younger days, you know, All Might, that would... Well, I, I guess we didn't know that that would be a thing, mm. but uh, but it's cool. This, is, this isn't going to be canon. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be its own headcanon, where it's it's going to be a movie that's going to be inconsequential to the rest of the storyline. Well, yeah, but it's going like to be animated. it's going to be fun to watch. Probably. Yeah. I mean, there were fun Naruto movies to watch. Yeah, there was there were some really good Naruto movies. There were some. I I don't know if there were any good. Dragon Ball Z movies. I haven't seen any of them. Derek, well, let's just let's just go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're good if you watch the Team Four yeah, Star the, version. Uh, yeah, the One Piece, the Christmas Tree of Might. One Piece movies are th- pretty decent. Yeah, the Fairy Tale movie is good, but it like made you want the Nalu moment that they just drew yeah. like, nope, sorry. And then, uh, and then, then there's the Inuyasha movies that I oh. just I own them, but I'm not happy with them. <laughs> and there's the Full Metal Alchemist movies. Starve Milos is yeah. okay. Conqueror Shambhala. Shambhala should never we've, be We've talked about Conqueror Shambhala. <laughs> I, oh. um, Who I, makes you a freaking Nazi, though? So, oh, the, I don't like it. The Sorry. thing that I... <laughs> the thing that I'm actually going to equate what I think the My Hero Academia movie is going to be like is, well, either like a Naruto movie or the Bleach movies. Where the Bleach movies are their own entire arcs all on their own. You don't need to see any Bleach to see them other than... Where did he get these powers from? I'm confused. Like, if you're caught up with the show, then you can watch the Bleach movies. But if you haven't seen any Bleach and you watch these, they're not going to spoil anything. Right. That's So that's how I'm going to see... That's how I see this this One Piece... Or, what's One Piece movie? This My Hero Academia movie. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be like a One Piece movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be they, fair, the One Piece movies are pretty good. Yeah. They do actually, like, not fully tie into things, but... They, they do end up getting mentioned later on. Like, once in a while, yeah. they'll mention something that happened. Well, it there was, was an adventure. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. And there was one One Piece movie that was fully canon, right? You had to see it. That was, like, when yes. Luffy got second gear or something like that. Yes. That's another show I need to catch back up on. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm on... I was in, like, the 500s before I... What? That's really far behind. I know. I know. Yeah. I think, I think it's basically... It's been 50. crazy. I had to plan a wedding, Okay. <laughs> I think basically 50% of the Dragon Ball movies are someone besides Goku needs to save Goku's son. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to a panel and it was it was a panel done by uh, their names are Sean and... Sean Chamel. Yeah, it was literally and Vegeta Chris and Goku. 
and he's literally like he mentioned the fact that like everyone loves Goku but he's really not a good guy yeah. <laughs> he literally just wants to fight whoever is the strongest what and is it, it that Ron Funches like says blown in the up, video? oh well I just want to see who's a better fighter <laughs> and it's like what that's actually a really good point <laughs> Like he'll even he might end up saving his kid, but he does it because he just really loves a good fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so E three happens. It yes, did. it did. And for the first time in maybe four or five years, I would say that Microsoft had the best conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Sony. I only know PlayStation. Sony stuff, so. slipped it's real bad. They made, oh, they God. showed some good stuff. They showed some good stuff, but they did not show enough. They didn't show enough, and they ended with Spider Man two years in a row. We're like we. So last year Spider Man was new. So three like, years oh. in a row, actually three years in Ooh, a row. Ouch. So la- they've been but, doing it for three years. Because because when Spider Man was first announced, and it was new IP. It was like oh that's cool. But then they ended the, this year with Spider Man, and you're like oh yeah okay. However, I will say with Sony, I was. Like a hundred percent satisfied with what I saw with The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, I like. I love Ashley Johnson. I mean, mm. she's critical role. Like, she's amazing. I love her so much. She's so not I, Pike though. No, I know <laughs> she is not Pike in The Last no, of I know Us. She's not, I know she's not. <laughs> Actually, I believe Laura Bailey's also in The Last of Us Two now that they said. Um, really? Yes, I'm like ninety eight percent sure about that. Um, I heard her voice. She just, but she, in that in that trailer, I don't she, think, I don't she know was an NPC. She was one of the enemy characters. Yeah, she. I know because there's the one of the first trailers that came out. I think the second one. So not the one that she was singing in, but I think it's the second one. They had Laura Bailey's character in it, and um, she because I remember on Critical Role, she's like, "Yeah, I couldn't tell anybody till after that, yay!" But um, I'm I'm scared to death to start playing oh, gosh. Last of Us, but I I love it so, so much. Good. I just I didn't let you borrow my it's copy. A fantastic game. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I tell anybody, I tell anybody, play the game for ten minutes, mm-hmm. and the you, first, you will want to finish it. The first, just, I, know, I know I want to finish it, but it's me. You know I'll be screaming through. Oh, it's it. scary. It's but, really scary. But the first, but ten it's minutes, not a horror game. Yeah. It's an it's it's uh, it's an intense interactive adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first ten minutes of The Last of Us is the greatest video gaming experience I have ever had, and maybe will ever have. Yeah, Naughty was... Dog is... But, okay, so let's talk about The Last of Us 2, because they are doing some technologically advanced stuff with video games that you have never seen before. Like, the way that, um, uh, what's her face? Ellie? Ellie, El- Ellie like, moves I don't, around. It's okay, I don't think that that's actually happening. I, 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 I had a hard time believing by, it, by too. By the end of... I mean, it is Naughty Dog, so it could be that, but it could be Colonial Marine. Yeah, where 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 all motion capture suits. For yeah, ever. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what Naughty Dog does. Uh, and but the but the what I'm what I'm saying is is like when when she crawls under the truck and then she shoots the guy and then she like does the double take look. You can't program that in to do a double take to like it's it's or if you do it's very hard. It would be very hard, but you can do it. Yeah, and the way but the way that they were grabbing at her and taking her and then she would run around and be like, "Oh, shoot." and then run the other way. I was like, "That's that, that's pro No, that part me. that part I I I would say that that would be pre-rendered stuff. However, the way that she interacts with just the environment, where, yeah. like, she puts her hand on stuff, and, like, when she, like, maybe the head movements would do exist, you know? Um, that is totally possible. 
And I she think that all, like behind the scenes from last year, from the first one. Yeah, that from like, the, she the first one. Like she literally will I've wear. Seen. Yeah, th- that's everything. that's what Naughty Dog does. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's his name? Nolan North. Mm-hmm. He was yes. he played Nathan Drake in in motion capture. But he, uh, he, he, yeah, it's great. But it's can so we great. talk about how like over the top brutal this game looks? Like, yeah, just like even from yeah. the tech demo, like that disemboweling scene where they were like hanging the person from the tree and then ripped out their intestines was like disgusting. Yeah. It was yes. gross, and I don't really get. Want to play. Like, it, I'm scared too, but I want to. You know, we run the I hardcore. Think the music is to blame there because if they had like some like happy calliope kind of music playing in the background during that, I think that was a pinata. <laughs> I mean, like we play, we we run the hardcore anime panel, and that part was like gross. Yeah, but, oh, but but you what? guys have like ruined me from the fucking cupcake song from that. <laughs> I'm not even okay. So I I I'll just make it known. I'll suck it up. I'm a little bit of a brony. Like I was watching the my little, I was watching My Little Pony. That my Little Pony's awesome. Shit. I'm not a brony, but and My Little Pony's awesome. There's an episode that Pinkie Pie's fucking pissed at Rainbow Dash. Yes, and I'm like, don't kill her, yeah. don't kill her, don't kill her. Like she's she's mad because she didn't want to eat pies, so she's lied to her yeah. forever that she's not eating. Yeah, that's a great. I'm like, episode. oh my god, you know what? Oh my god, she's gonna die. You know what the greatest segment uh, segue is for that though. Andrew WK opened up the Bethesda conference with that song, yes. with Ready to Die. And he did it for the Rage 2 promotion. Yeah, Rage because Which Rage 2 looks fantastic. Rage 2 is using Andrew WK's music for yeah. its promotion. So they had Time to Party yeah, and no, yeah, Ready to party, Die. Yeah. It was the greatest start to any conference ever. Yeah. Well, no, so... My favorite conference was Bethesda's conference. Yes, Bethesda nailed it. The reason why Bethesda's conference was the best one, as I don't care who disagrees with me, is like ah, you're stupid, Andrew. Was they was they told us about Doom Two, Doom 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 Eternal, Eternal. Doom Eternal? And as soon as I saw the trailer start playing, I was like, whoa, what is this? And then I heard the music and I saw the demons. I was like, this is Doom. As soon as they had that drop D, that yeah. Oh, (laughs) and so I I for the past. three weeks or so I've been listening to the Doom soundtrack mm-hmm. just at work while I'm at it's, while I'm at work I, I listen to the soundtrack. Doom soundtrack it's the best it's the best soundtrack for any video game ever and I actually watched a bunch of interviews and stuff on how they made the music he made the music so that it interacts with what the player is doing mm-hmm. it's not just a track that plays he actually made it a living thing yeah. so that when when the fight is calming down the music will calm down he actually layered the music to branch off as the action ends but then as it picks back up he adds more music and um and and he and when they bethesda released the soundtrack for free on youtube they just released the soundtrack as if it was a soundtrack but that's not how it interacts in the game yeah so every time you play the game the soundtrack is a little bit different yeah and 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 for anybody who wants to take a dive into the doom soundtrack listen to the song bfg division BFD, BFG Division is the best song on that soundtrack. It's so heavy. It's it, it's probably some of the heaviest industrial metal I've ever heard. And it's the perfect soundtrack to Doom. So they're going to show us gameplay for Doom Eternal in August. They are? Yeah. At, oh! at, at the end of the trailer, it says you have to, in order to see the gameplay for it, it's in August at QuakeCon. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Well... And I'm just going to lay it out. There's so many people who, especially at work, I said this at work and people got mad at me for saying this, but I was like, Doom was the best game I played in 2016. They're like, really? Dark Souls 3 came out. I was like, no. 
Doom was the best game I ever played, or I played in 2016. That was my game of the year, was Doom. I was playing a game I think at that the was same mine, time. I believe that was number four on my list of top games of 2016. Yeah, no, that was my number one. I had so much fun playing. I was playing a game the same time that you were, but I forget That's what it right. was. I forget. What it might have been The Last of Us, actually. When yeah, remastered I, yeah, it for I think the you're PS4. right. I think you were playing Remastered Last yeah. of Us at that time. So that was cool. Uh, and it, I wanted to just go back to Rage Two for a second. Yeah. It looks like Doom with a Mad Max skin. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's. Oh. I feel like it's a it's a much better. It's because. I really enjoyed the first Rage game, but I felt its story was very non-existent. I feel like that they're putting more of an emphasis on the world building here in Rage 2 than the first one. I'm well, actually excited about it. Well, the first Rage was a cult hit where it flopped. Yeah. It, it was a hard flop. It wasn't... People, people liked it, it who played it. But they they liked it, it, but they didn't love it. And it has this weird following, and then but enough of a following that they're like, let's make Rage 2, but make it good. Yeah. So I, I think that's what they're trying to go for. And... Now, we said that uh, Microsoft had the best conference, and we haven't even talked about it yet. Yes. But, um, I, you know, I kind of like their free-form sort of, you know, play. Um, I know the games that they announced. I didn't watch any of the... Yeah, I mean, like, there weren't any, like, games that I was super, like, thrilled about. Like, they, the games that they put on, like, Forza Horizon 4 actually looked fun. And it was funny that people were pointing out uh, that... When they did the the demo for it, there were like eight people playing Forza Horizon at the same time. They were all driving together. And the game takes place in England, but all the American people on stage were driving on the right side of the road. (laughs) So, like, like it just by instinct, like, it was pretty funny. Um... But, uh, but I, I, I can't, the funny thing is, is I remember it being really good, but I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in it. <laughs> well, they did, they did announce, uh, Sekai. I, Sekai? Is that what it's called? The, the new From Software game? Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. basically Feudal Japan Souls. Yeah. Think about uh, this. We've got three Feudal Japan games coming out. We've yes. got that, Neo 2, and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, uh, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima was cool, because it's kind of this alternate history Feudal Japan where the mongrel invasion actually happened instead of them dying in a typhoon. Um, <laughs> unless unless at the end of the game it's just like, oh, you didn't defeat them, they all died in a typhoon. Which would be like the worst. Yeah, you're a hero, be, yay! Because yeah. they, they, said it, they said it was going to be an alternate history uh-huh. feudal Japan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're not going to finish this game in time. Hit the typhoon button. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's what happened. That's, that's what really happened, is the mongols were trying to take over Asia... And then they tried to get to Japan twice, and they died in a typhoon twice. <laughs> so, uh, and and so, yeah, the Mongol invasion of Japan never happened. So this is a cool alternate history where the Mongols are invading Japan, and you actually have to fight as a samurai. But you're like a samurai with ninja training, mm-hmm. which is neat. And, uh, um, and it looks cool, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get a PS4 for this game. But some cinematic. people might. Yeah. I already have a PS4, so it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. But I, I'm much more excited because I like. I'm not a huge fan of Dark Souls, but I'm a massive fan of Bloodborne. Yeah, Blood. So yeah, and everybody gets mad at me for saying that too. Like, no, Dark Souls is better because it's harder. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Bloodborne is a better story, a better world, more aesthetically better, pleasing, yeah, more aesthetically pleasing, and better mechanics. I was like, I'm sorry, it's better than Dark Souls. Uh, so everybody wanted that. So I'm totally gonna look into this. This game from From Software because I like From Software. I like their games. I like Bloodborne better yes. than Dark Souls, but Sekai looks really cool. I like their monsters. speaking of metal. Speaking yeah. of uh, From Software, Devolver Digital announcing a remastering of one of their earlier titles, Metal Wolf Chaos. Oh, okay. Hmm. I didn't. I did not hear about this. 
Uh, oh, dude, if you got to watch a Devolver press conference, it's it's something else. Oh, and I can't spell and I can't spoil what happens. Okay, um, I do want to talk about something anime related though, as far as that goes. They we finally got gameplay footage of Naruto Shinobi Strikers. Oh, really? From E3? Yeah. Uh, which is, if for those of you don't, who haven't been following it, it's basically Xenoverse, as to Dragon Ball, is to Naruto. So you get, okay. to, crea- you get to create your own Naruto That's ninja. Cool. You get to fight yeah. alongside, you know, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. Um, mostly Sakura. And, uh... <laughs> that was a stupid joke. That, uh, anyway. Um, and, uh, it looks good! So, in, now, before they showed us gameplay footage... Of non-polished stuff, it was just tech demo mm-hmm. polish, and it didn't look that great. But I was going to get it anyway because I was like, "This is the Naruto game I've been waiting for. I really wanted a Xenoverse, but Naruto." Now they have released the trailer for gameplay stuff, and it looks really polished. Cool. Like they polished it. The running looks nice. The mechanics look nice. The fighting looks nice. They have some really cool ninja or Naruto fan service of the character traits that you can do, and what jutsus you can do, and what weapons you can do, and it looks really fun. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to Shinobi Strikers now. I already have it pre-ordered, so. Yeah, what, on that note, though, what I'm looking forward to is a kind of different Naruto game, but you guys have been seeing Jump Force, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Jump Force, Jump Force looks like a super hyper-polished J-Stars. Let's just hope it's better than J-Stars. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's not going to be as complicated like combo wise, as Dragon Ball Fighter Z is, it's going to actually be more reminiscent towards Xenoverse with its fighting style. Okay, a lot more straightforward, kind of basic combos yeah. here and there. But... I was hoping that you would say Budokai because <laughs> those nothing has actually, been yeah, uh, kind of similar. A lot where you can like anyone can jump in, and kind of figure out how the mechanics work. It's not like oh, you got to do up, down, left, left, right, right, A, B, A, B. No, it's like. You got your B up combo. You got your B down combo. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Fighter Z was more. Fighter Z was still a watered down version of a normal fighting game, to me. Yeah. Um, it, it had some. It still had skill to it because it was an Arxis game, and Arxis makes some of the hardest fighting games out there, next to whoever makes King of Fighters. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. That uh, is also no no who who is that SNK does that's SNK that's right that's SNK uh, that's what I meant uh, or I knew that. Uh, but, but I forgot. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you have, uh, Fighter Z, which is a more complicated fighting game, but Ar- and Arxis makes it, and Arxis makes some great fighting games with Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear, um, but when you come to, like, the Shonen fan base, the Shonen fan base wants something a little bit more simple and simplified, so yeah. a lot of people got Fighter Z, and that got them into the fighting game community, um, you know, then, then they can start playing things like Street Fighter and Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue and all these other games. Uh, but then you have games like Xenoverse and uh, Fighter or uh, Jump Force, Jump Force, Jump, yeah, J Stars and Jump Force, which J Stars wasn't was way too. It wasn't good. It was it was unfair. It was broken, and it was just a bad game. Uh, hopefully, I remember our friend um, uh, J C Riley. Yeah, and imported the game from Japan, and yep. he re- regretted it immediately as he started playing it. Well, and then and then my buddy Victor, who worked at GameStop at the time that J Stars came out, actually physically told customers, "I really don't recommend you buy this game. It was that bad." Oh, and wow. I, well, and, well, and he let uh, Victor let me borrow his copy, and I played it. This is how I know it. 
where it was just broken. It was when you bad. got when you got caught in a combo, you couldn't break out of it. So you just had a bunch of NPC characters bombarding you and just kicking your ass. Yeah, and then like it took like thirty seconds for you to wake up from said combo. Like yeah. you get knocked down on the ground and you're lying there, and then you get up I, coming I'm, out of it. it I'm was... just hoping that ju- that jump force it still looks pretty. It looks pretty, yeah. It, yeah, it, it Jump Force looks prettier than any other Shonen Jump game. So that's another thing. It'll be interesting which characters they bring into it. Like, are they yeah. going to bring in my hero characters? Like, Did they bring in my this hero This is turning characters? into, like, Shonen Smash Brothers. Like, <laughs> It's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that'd You'll be... actually get some gameplay in a little bit at the end of the show. Like, right there. It, mm. See, look at that. That looks incredible. Mm. Like, that is some incredible gameplay footage if that's what the gameplay footage looks like. So I have some friends who are at E3, and they did go hands-on with it, and they say it is exactly how it was presented. Really? Huh. I like how they kind of um, do realistic backgrounds. Like, I guess Times Square is one of them in there. That's what I'm currently yeah, that, watching. I think, yeah. yeah, so everything's realistic, and then you have the bright, flashy, like, almost cel-shaded characters looking like they literally just jumped out of an anime fighting Show in the real world down. kind of mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm worried uh, I, I always <laughs> one of the things that I'm always questioning though is why do they always choose Shippuden Naruto as their representative of Naruto why don't they ever do any other generation of Naruto it's always Shippuden he went from really annoying to like kind of okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know I, I never thought Naruto was annoying I oh thought, my god I mean so really I mean in English he was but ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean that doesn't. I mean in 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 Japanese it was just kind of like oh yeah he's a he's a character who has some troubled feelings and I well we can at least ruffle, say he's yeah, not I feel as bad. bad, as bad for him. You, you see now after we had watched a few episodes of Black Clover we now understand what annoying truly means. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so can we talk about the uh, Nintendo E3 conference or uh, Super Smash Brothers Patch 2018? Resident Evil 2? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was Sony. <laughs> I know. I know. Because <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk I, about the I Resident Evil 2. I kind of want to play the Pokemon game. Like, really oh, bad. that's right. Yeah, that's I just, right. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm considering buying a Switch for that reason. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, that looks fun. So, it does. Yes. I want to play. So the reason why I'm buying a Switch is that Fire Emblem game. Yeah. So, I, but but on but I will end up getting the Pokemon game if I get that switch for for Fire Emblem. Yeah. I mean, I, I play Pokemon Go all the time still. Like, we have days off. We we'll walk around and go. You and four other people. Actually, I know. Like, I've run into a lot of people while playing, and half of my bridal party does. So, 
And plus we know of six. Your formal bridal, bridal party. That's who you are forever now. I, I love when you get married. It's a thing, okay? I loved Reggie's performance for the for the Pokemon thing, where like he's like, "This is the Pokeball," and then he's like, "There's Pokemon in there." He like shakes it, and then like it makes a noise. It's like that's the oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I know how I feel about that part. Like, yes, okay. So there's a really cool special feature where you can actually buy a Pokemon Pokeball controller. You can play the entire game. (laughs) with holding a Pokeball. And uh, when you're not playing the game, you can bring the Pokeball around you and yes. you can pick a Pokemon that you have to be in the Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but like, and Reggie Did you hear what the, uh, the special Pokemon you can get for getting this right away is? Reggie? Is act- it Reggie? <laughs> you get a Mew in your Pokeball. Really? <laughs> but, yeah, that, well, that was the Pokemon when he shook it. Like, when he shook the Pokemon, it was like... To get him you now is, like, obnoxious. Yeah, it was like a Nintendo, like, like the, the or Nintendo Game, the Boy, Game Boy sound effects, like, when he shook it, Aww. and then he was like, you know that sound? That's right, it's a Mew. And it's like, oh, it sounded like 8-bit jargon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, that yeah, sounded so like missing no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know, but... Uh, so there was, there was like fifteen minutes of of new content for for it. and the new Mario Party looks fun. The uh, Super Mario no Party. No matter what, it's gonna always end friendships. Like you can't. <laughs> well, I love Mario I was, Party. You could take two uh, switches and put them together in whatever order you wanted, and that would be the playing field for your Mario Party <laughs> games. So like, if they were showing off awesome. this. They were showing off this tank game, and first they started stacked on top of each other, but then somebody moved it like this, and then they swiped their finger going across both the screens, and that was the play area for the game. So, like, you can use two switches to to extend your gaming experience and change the fields of the party games. Um... So that was neat, and then they had Fire Emblem Heroes, which is has an army-based system now with the characters. Oh. So, like, every character has soldiers with them. So, like, you knock Oh, out... are you talking about... You're not talking about... Fire Emblem th- uh, Three Kingdoms. Three Kingdoms, you said Three Heroes. Kingdoms. Oh, I did which, is, which is the mobile game. Oh, yeah. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, so it has an army system, and, like, you fight people. Yeah, that's every, cool. every character in... And it's like a full 3D one now. It's not... Ugh, I miss the 2D... I lo- that's what I loved about Fire Emblem is the 2D sprites of it. Yeah. But, but, the, but the, the 3D of it looks really great. And then we got 45 minutes of not new uh, Super Smash Brothers stuff. <laughs> like, it was... Like, yeah. It, <laughs> I, there, was a, there was a meme that I saw on the internet that made me laugh. Uh, you know that Eric, that meme from the Eric Andre show where Eric Andre just shoots yeah. Hannibal Beerus to death? <laughs> they replaced Eric Andre's head with Super Smash Brothers and and um, Hannibal Beerus' face with Waluigi, and the bottom text said, "Everyone is here." Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you need to find that link that in the description. Yeah. <laughs> They should really label the Waluigi trophy as the participation trophy that you just get after your first match. <laughs> and uh, for anything else, there's tennis. <laughs> but uh, hey, I have that pre-ordered. Um, I don't Wah, know. Nobody loves me. Wah. Really, like thrilled me about Nintendo. Yeah, and I I think that's because Nintendo doesn't want to thrill anybody with uh, E3 because they think it's stupid. 
And that's right. fine. They, they've always, yeah, they've never, well, that's why they don't have their own press conference. Yeah. It's Not anymore. Like, oh, you want us to make a treehouse? Sure. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we'll sing our shit when we're ready. <laughs> yeah. They know they have a cash cow with Pokemon. They're good. Oh, yeah. Nintendo. Totally. And Smash. And that You know that anybody's going to buy Smash. They announced still, two still new characters. There is a there is a roster of sixty five characters. Two of them are new. Are you kidding me? Wait, which two are the new ones? Inkling, oh yeah, and, oh, okay. and Ripley, uh, the the final boss from, uh, from oh, Metroid. Oh, okay. Except they called it Ridley. They called no, it, no. It is Ridley. It, it's it's Ridley. Yeah, it's Ridley. Ripley's the character from Alien, dude. Well, I, I know, know that's, that. That's why. That's why that's it's what it was called, ripped off of. Yeah. That, yeah, that's why it's called Ridley. Is because it's because it's based off of Ripley. Uh, so which, which, by the way, still nothing really that new for Metroid Four. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that's what they needed to make this conference great. I think, but they didn't. They didn't pull any of those punches. Um, I, I mean, technically, Daisy is a new character in Smash, too. but it's a mirror character. Right. So, uh, or a dark character, as they call them. But it's it's just Peach. Mm. Like, it's a reskinned Peach. That's it. Uh, so, Wait, that's... They already had Daisy. Wasn't she in Brawl? Was she? No, she was an assist character back then. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, the other princess. Oh, God. Zelda? <laughs> nope, oh, uh, no, the other uh, Mario princess. Uh, Rosalina? Uh, yes. Rosalina. Yeah, Rosalina. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Who's the best Mario princess? Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, E3 was fun, though. I, I had a lot of fun at E3. Oh, and our Wicked fan, uh, Allison, uh, she was at E3. Yes. And she got to see Boston uh, destroy New York in the Overwatch tournament. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was cool. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't send that to us or anything. She's just going to hear this and say, like, ah, they noticed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, Facebook friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're friends on Facebook, so. <laughs> uh, okay. Uprising. There's one more thing I'm excited about from E3, though. What's yeah. That? Um, they announced that there's going to be a female protagonist for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Odyssey. Which I, I'm excited about, honestly. Well, like, yeah. I like the idea of actually having, a, it's not a downloadable char- like downloadable content type of thing that you get to play as a girl for a while in a game. It's it's a nice change of pace. Well, they, they've done it They've done it before, I think. This isn't the first Assassin's Creed with the theme because they did it for Rogue. Didn't see that one. Yeah, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. But I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan, so I, I saw a little bit of it. And basically all gr- the Grease one is, is there are basically two studios working on it at the same time. Like They had the Egypt one, and then they had this one, and then they basically reskinned the Egypt one and put Grease on top of it. Um, I gotta be honest. I thought that when when you said Grease, I thought of the musical right off of. That. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, that would see now. That'd be awesome. That, that would might be, be a great Assassin's that Creed. That might be an game. Assassin's Creed that I would look into. But <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. See, <laughs> see, un- <laughs> see, unfortunately, Ubisoft gave up on all their games like after uh, one of the Ghost Recon because because or I, even after Rainbow Six, like after they when they work on Rainbow Six, they're just like we only care about Rainbow Six. What about all these other games? Whatever. Kind of a thing. Because there was like Far Cry 5, and Far Cry 5 was literally just Ghost Recon Wildlands, just easier. And then. Um, oh, I know Rainbow Six. Yeah, and a good group of the people I play with on Xbox are obsessed with it. Yeah, and then Assassin's Creed is just the same game over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. And then they like add some mechanics. Like this one, they have RPG elements in it, but that's what they did for Origins, for the Egypt one. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we made it RPG, and then they released this one, and they were like, they were like, 
we added so many interactive RPG elements. It's like, no, that was already in Origins, guys. I didn't see. I didn't play Origins. Well, then that's good yeah. because then because so like, then the Grease one will be like a new experience yeah. for you. I'm excited to give it a shot. Yeah, I I might start stealing my brother's GameFly account and just start using it. Could you imagine that instead of the ring finger knife, it's like a comb switchblade? <laughs> I do like those Greek women. So. Uh, did you see any of the trailers for Assassin's Creed yet, though? For the Grease, Grease one? Um, there's a couple different ones. I haven't really looked. Tell me more. The facial, ex- the facial expressions <laughs> are... Are not finished. Uh, like I think, I think they. Are you I, talking about like a like an Andromeda, like a like a Mass Effect Andromeda kind of thing? Yeah. So they. The, oh boy. They. I think. I don't know if what they showed us at E3 for the Greek one was uh, was the full thing, but like the, they do that that RPG thing where when you're talking to somebody, like they stand there and they're they're like moving around, but their face isn't, mm-hmm. and and they're like they switch emotions, but their face doesn't yeah. uh, when. And yeah, it has that Andromeda effect where where their their emotions aren't really being reflected on their face, but then you have games like The Witcher and you're just like, I, I know what this character is feeling. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of The Witcher, what about the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, we totally forgot about Cyberpunk. Apparently it's first person. You, is it? Apparently CD, uh, yeah, People... CD, CD Projekt Red is making a first person game and I was really hoping that it would play like The Witcher. Yeah, well, I was thinking that it was just going to be a Grand Theft Auto thing. I just hope that we can go to those uh, cyberpunk strip clubs and we'll get some cyberpunk boobs. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of uh, complaints online. Victoria's just in my like, God. No, no, it's not the... I know you. I'm not shocked by that. The... I was seeing a lot of complaints online and forums of people who really wanted at least the option to go between first and third person, just kind of like Fallout did. See, that's, that's more of a survival game technique, though, and this isn't a survival game. Like usually, like games like Minecraft and Conan and uh, and uh, Bethesda games. Well, Bethesda adventure games. That's where you can jump between first and third. Um, but a, a game like this, like that they're building, I don't think this one is like The Witcher. I think it's going to be open world, but I don't think it's going to be like The Witcher, where you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. I think you actually have a path that you follow. That's not confirmed. I'm, I'm not saying I know anything. I'm not saying I claim anything. Nor would it be a bad thing. Huh? No, nor would it be a bad thing. Because uh, I, I agree with you, Derek. I think that if we could play third person like The Witcher, because that's what CD Projekt Red is good at, that would be good. That would be cool. I'd be excited about that. First person, eh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I happens. think maybe they're trying for the more immersive that's, aspect. That is exactly what they said. But that's what they said. They yeah. want to immerse you in this world. They don't want you to... Well, I will say that they have made the truest form of cyberpunk since maybe right. Ghost in the oh. Shell or Blade Runner. Hmm. Yeah, so... I couldn't more, agree more. More so Blade Runner. So, uh, Blade Runner, yes. I, I will agree with Blade Runner. Ghost in the Shell's a little bit different because that's more political, uh, political cyberpunk, where Blade Runner is more world cyberpunk. There's there's a couple different cyberpunk genres. Like I'm I'm doing with my comic book, I'm doing more of the world cyberpunk mixed with the political cyberpunk. But anyway, uh, it's it's like a we're living in the worst form of cyberpunk. Yeah, but but I saw it, and it makes me excited because because I'm writing a cyberpunk. It makes me excited that cyberpunk is becoming more popular, and people are so like, oh, that means that what I'm doing is going to be relevant. I just hope it doesn't get overused as like somebody else is doing something cyberpunk. 
I've got some breaking news. What's that? So we didn't touch too much about this in the, before we talked about E3, about Arc System Works, working with Studio Trigger. Yes. Yes. It's a kill-to-kill action game. <laughs> really? Interesting. So wait, uh, if it's Arc Systems, does that mean it's a fighting game? No, it's a battle action game. Oh, interesting. Arc Systems doesn't usually do that. Yeah, that's yeah. Arxis is really good with the fighting games, but that's really super interesting. So, is it going to be like a like a uh, what do you what do you call them? The Dynasty Warrior style games where oh, that would be cool. A Muso, yeah, a Muso game where like you play as Ryuko. No idea, just... but there is a trailer for it right here. Let me see if I can. It'll actually show something. So far, just anime. So far, just anime. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so far, just anime. <laughs> so far, just anime. <laughs> Is there a kick line happening behind it, though? That's what it sounds like right now. No. I'll just anime stuff. No. <laughs> no, no, no footage whatsoever of the video game itself. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to speculate that it's going to be a Muso fighter where you play as Ryoko and maybe other characters and you're just tearing the clothes off of other characters like in Akiba Strip. And Senran Kagura. And, oh yeah, and Senran Kagura. Senran Kagura. That, that would actually be... A- if it was like just that. Senran Kagura, that would be great, but but with a... With a with a kill a kill, kill, a kill skin. skin. Yeah. Because Senran Kagura is... Which we also got a Senran Kagura trailer from E3. Yeah, they're, that was just a remake. Yeah, they're, the remake, they're remastering the first game, uh, the first Senran Kagura for PS4. Which is fine. Oh, I'm the one ahead. game that I'm really excited about playing, they didn't They didn't apparently show up at E3. Well, I mean, they don't really have to. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. I want to play it so Well, bad. people were expecting it to be shown, but it wasn't. And I, I heard that. like, And, well, you... Rock, Rockstar doesn't really have to. Well, see, like, yeah, see, Rockstar is very much one of those companies like, we're gonna do whatever we want. Yeah. You know, and... To and be fair, like the fan base that comes from Red Dead is just gonna be—they're gonna be sold out instantly. So let, let's move on to some what we're watching, and we'll wrap it up after that because we don't have. Unfortunately, we don't have time for Wife of Watch, but we didn't forget. I think we had two suggestions for Sword Art Online Wife of Watch, but I uh, nobody. <laughs> what I have a wife who in Sword Art Online. I watched the whole thing, um, but uh. Brings a new meaning to beater. <laughs> I think I think we've done Sword Art Online before. I don't we'll, we'll have to talk about it later. It's been done. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Poor Mike. Um, <laughs> both of them. Um, so, uh, if we move on to our Tapagachi slash what we're watching, we can talk about what we're watching, then we can talk about Boruto's dad. Yeah. Um, How did Boruto's dad become Tapagachi? Uh, me and Evan were just discussing it on the phone. We we're just like, we gotta talk about this because because we we have to give him, him yeah, an. Inter- I don't know either. We have to give him an intervention. So you guys will hear me and Evan talk about it and be hilarious. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about something that I watched beforehand, though. No, no, we're gonna. That's we're gonna still talk about what we're watching. Oh no, yeah, I know, but uh, I I watched a uh, Netflix documentary. Ha- have you guys heard of the documentary called Tokyo Idols? Yes, I have. I haven't watched it, though. So it's a documentary that was filmed in Japan about... Uh, it's a very, very interesting documentary. Okay. It's very scary, though. Uh, it's Then I definitely wouldn't know about it. It's a mixed... Uh, we all know I'm a baby. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a mixed uh, speculation on one half of the documentary is from the perspective, and they're interviewing idols in Japan. 
and how they grow uh, their community and what they think of their fans. And the other half of it is the fans. So you get this uh, you get this weird crossover where like at first it'll do like ten minutes of an idol and then ten minutes of the fans, ten minutes of an idol, ten minutes of the fans, and it just keeps switching out and it tells a story cool. of the life of an idol and then the life of the fans of that specific idol. The reason why it was scary is because I think both the idols and the fans live in the delusion that they create themselves. The idols some most idols love their fans as much as the fans love them. Oh, that's interesting. I actually didn't know that. There wasn't that was the news perspective that I didn't know. There wasn't a single fan that they had interviewed who was under the age of 40. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It was uh And how old are the idols usually? The idols are usually Teenagers. like 19 uh, like when you're like 21, you're old for an idol. But most of them were like 18, 19, so it's 20, like 21. That creepy college kid liking a young kid thing. Oh, yeah, like, like the fifth yeah, yeah. Um, One of the last idols that they did an interview was she was 10. Uh, but here's the thing the when they got to that part of there, you're expecting something a little strange because when they're interviewing people who are, you know, fans of idols and they follow specific idols, they, they treat them as if they're father figures like the fans are legitimately father figures they give them like money to go to school and stuff like that and they don't want to have any like romantic relationships with them there's interviews within the documentary where fans are where the producers like ask you here you know how every once in a while in a in a documentary you'll hear the person behind the camera yeah. ask them a question and the question that was asked was do you have romantic feelings for this person and all the fans were like yeah, yeah, I suppose that I do have romantic feelings for this person. But I know it's fake. Most of the people that they, the fans that they interviewed, knew that the superficial idol love that they got from the idol that they follow was superficial. They are 100% aware of it. Yet, they spend $2,000 a week on their favorite idol. So they just got a bunch of sugar daddies then. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. Right. Um, they're, one of the, one of the, predominant ones that they had uh her name was rio her she was a idol called rio she's 19 years old and she has a fan club that uh follows her called the brothers their group of the fans are called the brothers and there's like 10 to 12 of them and all of them are like between the ages of 20 and 40 uh, but the the leader of the group, he's I think he's like forty. No, he's like thirty something. I think I think he was a decent age. Um, but he quit his job to become a brother for Rio, and just goes to every single one of her concerts, gives her money, buys her CDs, and everything and how, like that. What, how does he do that if he quit his job? I'm just saying. He's trying to open up his own business, but like it doesn't actually tell you. It tells you at one point in the documentary that he quits his job, and it doesn't say where he goes from beyond that, really. Um, he knows. Creepy beyond measure. Like, he knows it's a bad lifestyle. It's it's crazy how every single one of these idol fans will tell you straight up that they know how crazy their lifestyle is and how bad it is. They tell you how it's destroying their lives, but they can't help it. Uh, what the fuck. Yeah, it's it's so weird and it's it's very interesting. But like that's kind of the scary part about it. Like within the first ten minutes of the documentary, they had a handshaking event, um, and we've talked about handshaking events on this before. You buy a CD. For the idol group, and you in the CD, there's a ticket for a handshaking event, and you go to this event, and it's legitimately you go, you shake the hand of the idol, and you take like 
like a couple minutes to, to tell them something and then you move on. The interesting aspect of this was that they sh- are shaking their hands and telling them stuff. And there's a dude who stands behind you with a stopwatch like to to time you and it shows them in the documentary and then when the stopwatch hits a certain amount of time if they haven't let go of the idol's hand they grab you by the shoulders and physically move you to the next person in line and like there were there were fans who were like shaking they wouldn't let go they're like trying to say say what they're trying to say and they're like trying to move like so that they they let go of them and like it's it's like oh my god! It's this really, really strange. It sounds fascinating. It is. It's Ugh. very fascinating, but it has this really creepy overtone to the entire thing. Um, I would highly recommend it. Tokyo. It was a documentary that I had came it, out in 2017. I had it in my in my uh, queue, my download queue for a long time on on Netflix, but yep. I just never got around to watching it. Yeah. Um, oh, so the thing that I found cool about it, one of the people that they interviewed for it was, remember uh, the guy who composed the music for the opening to Nichicho, Heidi? Yes. yes. He's he's a major player. He's like one of the outside, he's a music producer, so he's one of the outside people who's like, yeah, I write music for idols and stuff like that. And he had this really interesting perspective on... Uh, you know, on the whole thing. And I don't exactly remember what he said, but it was cool because the reason why he was in it was because he ends up being the producer for one of the idols that they follow in this documentary. Uh, and so we got to see him composing music and bringing this idol to life and telling her how to act when she's recording her music so that she can, you know, sound like a bright, bubbly idol and stuff. And it was really interesting stuff. Um, Hyadine is a really talented composer. He is. He's an extremely he talented very, composer. Very talented. Um, but it, it was... I, I, I can't say it. I highly recommend this to everybody. Like, it's it's just to get an idea of where the birth rate is going in Japan. <laughs> this is one of the problems. I'm dead serious. This is one of the issues that it's facing. It's because the Japanese men have no problem with these superficial and they know that it's fake relationships of love, but they're getting the attention and the idols follow it too. They truly love their fans because they're giving them a job. They truly love these fans that are... The same way that we love our fans because they're they're allowing... because they're getting... That's the job. <laughs> well, I, I, well, kind of, but I mean, I, I'll let you shake my hand for more than ten seconds. Oh yeah, so choose. Okay. <laughs> no but, one is going to grab you and drag you away from talking. Yeah, we we stand and talk with you at conventions. There is um, yes. there, just no sweaty thousand. palms, please. Just no sweaty palms. <laughs> there was this. We can um, our hand sanitizer. Deal with it, man. <laughs> there was this uh, woman uh, woman who they interviewed who was from like this um, uh, journal for some Japanese thing, but she was taking the outsider female perspective of disagreeing with the idol lifestyle because she's saying that, you know, like even talking about these handshake events, how it was almost like a sexual experience for, I guess everybody involved because, because touching in Japan is kind of taboo. We, they don't shake hands the way that they, they, they bow, you know, they don't shake hands, they don't hug, right, they yeah, don't yeah, embrace yeah. or anything like that. So these handshaking events are kind of sexual in nature to them. And so the fact that they're doing these handshaking events and they're going down the line and they're touching these hands of these idols is almost like they're having a sexual experience with every single one of these idols. And that's that's it, kind of strange though, because when I was in Japan, we shook everybody's hand. Really? But because we were Westerners. Because we were Westerners, like, when, whenever we met somebody, we, like, we shook hands, but then we would bow a little bit. Like, we'd shake hands and bow at the same time. Yeah. So, 
probably so used to that from Western. Kind of, but we were also in Okinawa. We that I didn't do that in Tokyo. But, I did it in Okinawa. Yeah. But, so Okinawa Okinawa is very different. Okay. You're all you also have to remember though that that you're not like in a, you don't have romantic we're, feelings. Yeah, for I'm these in a professional you're setting. You're in a professional setting. You don't have romantic feelings for these. It's it's almost in the same way that like somebody would run up to a celebrity and just like hug them without permission. Right. You know, that mm. it's that sort of thing. You know, except I mean they do have permission, but they have people to watch them, to wrangle them, to like move them along. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. It, it is. Alright, it's gonna be fun. It's really I guess. weird. Yeah. So Tokyo Idols, watch it. It's on it's on Netflix. In Japanese, so you have to have subtitles on. I no, I'm gonna download that. Uh, again. because I, I, I had it in my thing before but I didn't watch it. Um I would like to update on the anime Magical Girl site. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. We haven't forever. talked about that in a long time. And wait, it's a- a website or is no, it called that? No, so it's an anime called Magical Girl Sight, which it's a new it's it's one of the a new anime that popped up in the Tragical Girl type series, okay. where you know it's a dark magical girl series and those, and everybody's killing each other and whatever. Um, it's I've really been enjoying it. So as far as the Tragical Girl archetype show goes, usually it goes in a direction that we saw for. You know, Monaco Magica, or what was that other one we watched? Uh, it was Raising Project. Magical Raising Project. Yeah, Magical, Magical Raising Project. Uh, it's very different than that at this point. I, I'm actually very much enjoying it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the next episode because it's going in a really interesting direction. They focus a lot less on the Magical Girl aspect and make it just so that that's kind of a part of the show and the part of their existence. And, uh, and make it more about the drama that's going on while this crisis is happening where the site administrators are kind of turning on the magical girls. And mm. you're still trying to figure out what Tempest is. You don't know what Tempest is. And uh, while this is happening, all the other characters are dying. And then there's other characters. It doesn't sound different than the other Tragical Girl shows, but this one is very different from me watching it. Uh, because I, I've seen enough to know that mm-hmm. it's... That it's different um so it's it's really interesting i'm actually really very much enjoying it um that was one of the things i watched and that was one of the things that i had to update because of it the next thing i want to update it on is i finished the fourth volume of promise neverland Mm -hmm. i don't know how they keep doing it but at the end of volume four i was just like i can't handle this like it can't i like it's just they did it again it's absolutely insane it's madness it's the best uh, I, I would actually have to say that as far as a story property goes, it's probably one of my favorites. Not it doesn't overtake Elfin Lead, but it's up oh. there. It's 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 just like man. Wow, I've, this, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Well, this story it, it knows what it's doing, and it's it's so good. And I never expected anything like that feeling from a Shonen Jump published manga, you know and. Because it, it, I still feel like it's not Shonen Jump. It's just so smart. I mean, and I'm not saying that Shonen Jump's not smart. There's, like, Shonen Jumps are incredibly well written. I love them. But it doesn't feel like Shonen Jump. I get and the way that they shock you at the end of every volume, it makes it so unfair that I have to wait two months until the next one until the next one comes out. I definitely want to read this. It's beautiful. I, I have volume. I gave volumes three and four to Jonathan out on the coffee table. So that, and we traded for My Hero Academia. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm sticking to my plan. 
I say everybody needs to read Promise Neverland. Don't steal it. We're not up for stealing. Support independent artists. Support support all artists. I don't remember. I watched Netflix anime. What'd you watch? Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, you so you're continuing to watch that? Yeah, I continued season two. Is it good? Um, I enjoy it. I, I like it too. I think it's a great series. Meliodas is nuts, but otherwise, it's pretty good. Like it's it's an interesting story. I feel like. I feel like Elizabeth needs to get a fucking backbone, but otherwise, it's pretty good. It looks it looks fan servicey from what I've seen. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it is, but it, yeah. but it's very enjoyable. Is it? It's it's. I think the fan service part of it is made fun of too, kind of, because like mm-hmm. I feel like otherwise Meliodas is just, just way over the top. <laughs> just like being, he literally just like essentially is face first in her skirt for most of the time. Oh, um, I'm just making sure you don't have any injuries down there. Just had a check on you, like what the. But no, it's I, I really, really like it. I also like that, um, the, like, I mean, I heard Seven Deadly Sins. I'm like, oh, Full Metal, let's go, let's check it out, you know? Let's just click. But I, I really enjoy it. The characters are really different and, like, weird and fun to watch. But, yeah. I, I marathoned the crap out of that in about two days. Again, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Because I had to share. Um, we're still so. waiting for, like, the new, the new new season that's going on in Japan right now. Yeah, there is. Yeah. have to go up yeah. on the Netflix. But once it does, I'm marathoning the crap out of it. Yep. Yeah. I'm fully caught up on what's on Netflix, at least. Oh. I do want to update everybody on uh, Terraformers. That's another manga I'm reading. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, you mentioned that last So, time. yeah. Uh, I, I finally read past the part of where the anime and the and the season one and season two oh. split off and it went just terrible. <laughs> uh, just so everybody knows, if you if you want to read the manga, the manga is different. The manga does not go the direction that the anime goes. The anime literally takes off in its own direction in the first episode. Uh, and and the manga is way better. It follows the patterns of the normal first season show. And it's still good. It's a little... Con- I, I do have issues. It's not a perfect manga. But as far as like a fun action manime uh, thing goes, it's pre- it's a pretty fun read. Uh, finally done with Umamusume. Yes. Which... Everybody, I think... Well, everybody except for Victoria. Give me tomorrow. Yeah, and Jonathan actually hasn't watched the second half. I, I am like 15 minutes away from finishing the last episode. I'll probably watch the first couple on the way to the barbecue. Screw <laughs> it, let's go. <laughs> It's so cute. It was, I, I did love how they ended it. It was it was like sad to see it start to happen. It's like, oh, this is probably the last race they're going to show, is Yeah. It? Yeah. We won't see, say who races in it. We won't say, you know, who wins, who loses, etc. But at the end, I'm like, okay. You know, that's a, it's a nice way to close the book on this chapter. Yeah, yeah basically. I, I was kind of blindsided by it being the last episode because a lot of shows have two or three episodes left in the mm. season. Well, remember, and, when this show premiered, it had the first two episodes back-to-back. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't remember that at all. But um, it, it was, it's really good. And, and when, it, when it did end, I was kind of shocked. So, but we should finish, everybody should finish most of me. Yeah. Also, speaking of shocked when it ends, uh, My Hero Academia... Which Obviously. we haven't watched the new episode that yeah. just premiered today. Okay, should I take off Which, my headphones? No, I don't think we, we don't we don't <laughs> spoil on this. I won't spoil anything. I'll just say the way they left it was certain things were resolved, but other things were just like halfway through, and you thought it was going to be this huge penultimate thing, and then the episode ends, and it's like I need the other episode right yeah. now. 
That's how it's a good show. They keep you dragged in like that. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Comic Girls. We haven't talked about Comic Girls in a while. I'm still going to catch up on that. I oh. did just post my review of that on the Boston Bash Brigade site. Yes, you did. It's okay. Really? I think... I am still sticking with the fact that it, when I wrote it as my pick for the for the uh, spring season in my article, it's still my pick. I I love watching every single episode. I mean, it has its enjoyable aspects to it, but it feels more like fluff than something that you're actually learning something from, like with laid back camp. Right. Um, and I feel it, like that's where I'm kind of dis- where I, my disappointment falls, and where like. Cute girls doing cute things is the genre, but you actually feel like you're learning something from the cute girls doing cute things. Yes. Here in Comic Girls, it started that way, but I feel like it went off the rails with just having misadventures with, like, fake dates and, oh, let's put her in girls' clothing instead of the tomboy clothing and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. I feel like it really started to miss what the show was supposed to be about. I totally agree. But uh, if you kind of take away the comic aspect from it, I'm still really enjoying it for what it is. I because I really like the characters. I think I think the characters are entertaining to watch, and I like their cute archetypes. And Kaus is adorable. She's an she's an adorable little lesbian. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All she does is react to things. But she does it in the best way possible, in my opinion. I watched Fooly Cooly episode two. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh my god! The only thing that um, that I can say is that I'm bummed out we didn't get to watch Fooly Cooly episode three for this recording. It's on tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we didn't get to and we didn't get to watch it. I'm looking forward to episode three because I think the uh, the show's gonna like take off at this point. I hated episode two, guys. It was, uh... How do I explain it? Uh, we're trying to make little kids have sex. Yeah. And that's really (laughs) annoying. So, Fooly Cooly is... It's almost like the writers of the show forgot their formula. It... They're they're kind of changing the goal in mind of what Haruko has set out to do. The thing that Haruko was looking for was, in the first series, was Adamisk. And she was trying to get him out of medical mechanica because uh, she was in love with him. In love okay. with him, and he was a prisoner there, right? Okay, so this may be going into spoiler territory because it does link to what's supposed to be happening in season three. But while you're seeing the body of Haruko, that's not her in her entirety. That's not that's not Haruko at her fullest. What I'm thinking is the girl that's in the Bel Air. Is the other half of Haruko? Hmm. Yeah, that's what they're suggesting with with what's happening. I I'm not thrilled with the pacing of it as of right now. This is my opinion. Um, and but but I I don't hate it. I hate the messaging and I hate the 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 themes that they're going with. I mean, because the first Fooly Cooly was coming of age. Uh, you know, puberty awkwardness and and understanding yourself as you're a little kid growing up into being an older person. This is just like, hey, we're we're kids. You should have sex with each other. And I'm like, I don't I don't agree with that and I don't like it and I don't understand the messaging that you're 
going for and what's happening. And it's... It, and they changed the rules with the, how the robots travel through foreheads. Yeah, they, they changed the rules a little bit. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to continue to watch it. But I, as a, I have a theory. Yeah. So I think the first season kind of dealt a lot with one's own personal struggle into coming into age and developing. It seems like if you want to pair this with the classroom scenes, they might be talking more about society's expectations for children as opposed to one's own personal expectations for themselves. You know, because it shows her kind of brainwashing and just watching how people are actually interacting. And yeah. I mean, look at how they are staring at the the yearbook. In the minds of the kids, these are real pictures. But then when Hidomi looks, oh, it's just drawings that Haru Haru actually drew. Right, which is something that Haruko couldn't do in the first series. So, like, why is she? Why can she do it now? Well, that's what. That's why I'm thinking that this is her second half, not the full Haruko. That she was kind of holding back, and this is what the girl in Bel Air is. She's that part of Haruko that knows when to push, when when to hold back on this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, we're. Uh... Um, one thing that I did notice, though, uh, did anybody notice the guitar that Haruko was using when they fought? She was using the, um, the SG bass that came out of Naoto's head at, in the last episode of Fooly Cooly. Mm-hmm. The red yeah. one? Yes. So, uh, so... Because remember, Naoto still has her bass guitar, the Rickenbacker. Right. Uh, so that's, you know, one... One aspect of it is that that's what makes me think that, you know, it is Haruko because she has the base that she left with originally, Um, which I was happy to see that they brought that back to like just like a a nice detail that's like, oh, okay, so it is connected to the first one in some some way, shape or form. But there was just a lot of really strange nuances that they changed the the story pacing and the the characters themselves. It doesn't I'm, I'm still saying this. It doesn't feel like fully cool. And there was something special about the first Fooly Cooly and the way that it was written that made it different. But this one just isn't different. It it's so mundane, generic, and I like on on that that strange like topic too. I think they only use like two pillow songs in in this new episode. Yeah, like, yeah. They used um they used the freebie honey, and they used um, one of the other songs from their Penalty Life album. I went back to back to the first series, and there was like six songs per episode mm. in in this one, and there were like two. You know, I and, am noticing that the background music is sounding like Sawao Yamanaka actually composed some songs for the show, like yeah, in the background. Yeah, and so well, and, it's still the pillows, but it's not the pillows official anything official on their discography. See, we're not just we're just not getting the the same feeling that remember in episode uh, three. Of Fooly Cooly, or no, episode two, of the Firestarter episode, when like, mm. Lord Conti is digging through the ashes of the school and finding pieces of his head, and they play Hybrid Rainbow when he's flying, and it's gorgeous, you know? Like, they don't have moments like that in this. Not which, yet. Which, well, But it's hard to replicate something like that. It's hard to try to strike lightning with a scene like that. Which is why I go back to saying, why did they need to make Fooly Cooly sequels in the first place? They didn't. They, they did not need to do this. And I hope that it turns out good in the end, but right now I'm a little disappointed. At the same time, I can't wait to see episode three because I really think it's going to take off. Yeah, I think I the so. characters... Because now all the characters who are key <coughs> players in this have all met each other. They're in the same space. Things are going to get done now. 
So let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. I still don't really like the demographic theming. But, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Should we talk about Boruto's dad? Yeah. Um, do we even have time? Yeah, we, we have some time to just give him an inter- intervention. Yeah. Just give him an Boruto, intervention and then we'll... Uh, no, Boruto's dad is a terrible dad. Yeah, okay, so so here's here's what's kicking off the, the thing is... I actually know who Boruto's dad is. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so, I'm curious. So, so not... Don't get out yeah. of the rock. So Naruto is a terrible father. Yes. And I saw that coming. The Wait, show, they're related? <laughs> the show is constantly trying to convince us that he's actually a good father because he takes care of everybody. But he's not taking care of his son or daughter. Yeah, but, uh, but So see, Goku. Yeah, so he's neglecting... <laughs> right. So he always, in every single episode, you hear the line, the whole village is my family. If you have to try to convince us that that the whole village is your family and that's really important and that might be the reason why you don't get time to spend with your real family, then it's just an excuse because you're not convincing us. Okay, so there's this part of me that feels like he's saying that because it was the village that raised him because he didn't have a mother or father figure. Yes. A legit mother or father figure. I with th- that being said, he needs to really be there for his children. No, and well, I, well and actually, I, you just mentioned something. He doesn't know what it's like to actually live in that sort of father-son dynamic. That too. So he... Really doesn't have much to go off on. Yeah, he did have a kind of. I mean, that what's the guy's name that pretty much like he had him. Jiraiya. Well, I mean, there's he had he had a bunch of father figures. There was Jiraiya. There was Kakashi. There was Iruka Sensei. So he probably thinks Boruto is going to find a couple too. You know, he'll have you know he'll find people that'll help him just like he found people that'll help him. Believe it. You know. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so like yeah, you need more than one dad. Go find the other. But it's but it's really interesting. So did your mom. Because it's really interesting wow. because the show is trying to convince us that this is okay, and uh, especially with the last episode, I won't spoil anything, but it was just like, the whole village is my family, ah! and Boruto's like, oh, I get it. It's like, no, don't get it. Don't accept that, you, yeah, son. Yeah, like, I'm so, I'm so heavily on Boruto's side of your dad is an asshole, that it, that uh, and if he wasn't an asshole, he wouldn't have cheated in the tuning exams. Like yeah, because he he's because he's neglectful. He's, he's he's ne- he's so neglectful. We've seen a movie. It's not spoilers. Yeah, I know it's from um, the spo- it's from the movie. But it's he's it's so funny because he's so neglectful to his family, and Boruto is responding so appropriately that I just felt like Naruto really really needs a a family intervention because he needs to understand that the village is not his family. His family is his family. His village is his job. Yeah, and his that village is his job. Even his like fellow shinobi that he's working with is like, dude, this is too much. Go home. Well, and I really want to know if the show, what the show's gonna do. Is the show going to make it seem like yes, Naruto was correct the whole time. The whole village is his family, and Boruto is now understanding that is on his side. Or is Naruto gonna learn something and learn? Hey, you really do have to spend more time with your family. Hey, you suck as a dad. Yeah, and you're doing a terrible job as a dad. I'm gonna be so interested to find out, but right now he's a terrible father. Aww. He is so bad. It's um, so bad. Well, depending I, on how this latest episode ended, it'll we'll have to see what he's going if he's gonna learn. Uh spoilers, he actually leaves to go trade on King Kai's planet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Which you can do in Jump Force. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it was really funny. And the only reason I brought this up was because me and Evan started a chat in our Wicked Anime chat that's been going on for ages. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and I, I just I just typed in, or, or Evan was just like, oh, the new episode of Boruto kind of took a different direction than the movie. And I was just like, Naruto's a terrible dad. And, and then we started this old chain conversation, like, yeah, man, Naruto's a terrible dad. <laughs> and that's why we're talking about it here. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, that is technically a part of what we're watching, but we're running so late that, man, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I re- I'm really, really interested to see what they want to do. And I just want to let the audience know from my perspective of having a really awesome dad that Naruto is a terrible dad. And, just, I'm, and it, it's really upsetting to me because father figure characters to son characters are supposed to be incredibly good and incredibly endearing and with and, with the disappointment, yeah, with the disappointment that is that with the disappointment that is Goku, you'd at least hope that Naruto, who's just like I'm actively having a family, would do much better. And no, he's actually kind of worse. Yeah, because he's because he's. I'm trying to honestly think of a good anime dad. Well, there's sweetness and lightning. Yeah, sweetness and lightning was a really good Maze yeah. Hughes. Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes is Come on, Victoria. Because you asked the question, okay? And Who is the best anime dad? Maze Hughes. <laughs> and the reason why you're and the reason why you're responding that way is because he's an amazing dad. Um, That's not fair. I Um All Might's my favorite dad. <laughs> it's true. All Might is a really good dad. See, I was thinking of dads that like lasted the series. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler! Spoiler! Alert. <laughs> Hughes takes a nap halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> a dirt nap. I'm like legitimately crying, and I don't like you guys right now. Okay, fine. Best father, Shao Tucker. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost half of our subscriptions because of that comment. Oh, oh Victoria's <laughs> out. She's out. She's out. No K bye for her. <laughs> Maba say common from oh, Fuli um, let's see. Actual good dads. How about the um how about the Yakuza of Papa and my bride is a mermaid? Did you guys watch that yet? We, you showed us a couple episodes a long yes. time ago. Um uh, No it's it's funny because there have been quite a few good anime dads. I just can't Yeah, think. I couldn't think of him at the time and then he made me cry, so that thanks a lot. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, I don't remember. Because, like, honestly, in, in most animes, the parents either aren't around or they suck. Yeah, exactly. Like, usually the dads are so really Haruki's irresponsible. Haruki's dad is actually really good. Mm. Just crazy, but mm. good. I'm, like, looking through my list here of, like, the right? anime now watching this, like, this year, and there's, like, nothing here that... Sh- either the, the father's not there or they're dead. Yeah. That's what I'm going through right here with my list of anime with dads. I know, I'm thinking of my shelf... And then I like because I'm looking at my shelf right there, and because then you think of Ranma one half, and you're just like, nope, none of them are good dads. Like, <laughs> uh, Tenchi Muyo, nope, no, yep, he's nope, a not, not a good dad. Charge <laughs> of Frog, no dad there. Yeah, technically, uh, Harley in a uh, Oran High School Host Club is a good King dad. Cold freezes <laughs> dad. <laughs> What'd freezes, you say? Freezes dad gave him an army. King Cold. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, anime. You don't have a good record except for Sweetness and Lightning, which you have an amazing dad. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably the only show that I can think of that has a fantastic father. Let me look over here. Yeah, nothing over there either. You know, this is a really appropriate conversation considering that Father's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Like, again, other, other than, like, Hughes. Nobody deserves a tie. Yep. Not really. Sorry. He won. I mean, Hohen, Hohenheim is... No, he's fucked up a lot. I thought... Um, well, yeah. every dad messes up, but I think Hohenheim is still a good he dad. He redeemed himself. He redeemed He's like the dad you reconnect with after college, and it's like, okay, <laughs> let's make up for something. Oh, that's so sad, yeah. though. <laughs> Don't that's, say that's that, the, that's the saddest dad scenario. The daddest scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of... Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Joe Stars that that had good dads, but most of the dads are dead by the time that Joe Stars is, is, is born. Yeah. From JoJo. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to go through all the characters in Fairy Tale, and there's no real dad figures in that either. That, yeah. No, no. Uh, mm, there's one. <laughs> the dragon. No, actually, but he's just not a good dad. Um, <laughs> at first, Gildars doesn't know he has a daughter, and it's one of the good. It's one of the people in the guild. She joined mm-hmm. the guild to get closer to her daughter, to her father, because her mom died. But. Uh, when they first talk about it, he lists all the women it could be, and it's just really awkward. But um, uh, let's see, Soli and Maka's dad is kind of scum. Uh, there's, I mean, yeah, there's like, no, he's like he's, he's a doting father. He does bad things. Yeah, he's but he trying. loves Maka. Yeah, Piccolo. That's true. Piccolo is Piccolo's a really good dad. A really good dad. <laughs> but it's only no, because Goku. But it's because Goku is a bad dad. In the same way that All Might's a really great dad because. Uh, Midori doesn't have a dad. Or does he have... You don't even hear about... We don't know. He he has to have a dad because he got there somehow, but we don't know where he is. (laughs) Luffy's dad, you don't... Is a bad guy. His mom's quirk is called Turkey Baster. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, bye! (laughs) Well, I guess this is a really good... A really good place for the fans to jump in, <laughs> but with that, I think we have to get going. <laughs> we have to, we have to. Listen. Yeah, we have to Let, end this. We have to get onto some shameless plugs. All right, guys. Uh, well, if you guys know of more good anime dads that you want to discuss with us, and not Boruto's dad, uh, <laughs> as much as I love Naruto, dude, get it together. Take care of your family. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where you can talk to us on our chat over there, or you can comment on videos or anything cool that we may have posted up on the website. Uh, you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where if you're not listening to this podcast on nerdyshow.com, you could listen to it on uh, Stitcher and Google, uh, Podchasers, the one that I always forget that you always remind me of. <laughs> Audio boom. Audio boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, of course... iTunes. iTunes, yep. And then nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime videos. You can find our videos at nerdyshow.com where we have new anime Boston videos posted. Woo! Uh, but, of course, you want to go to youtube.com slash reviews and throw up that subscribe button, hit that notification button, hit those like buttons, smash that like button... <laughs> And then, of course, you have our social medias. You can follow us on Twitter, which a lot of people tweet us, and we love reading your tweets. And you can find us on Tumblr and uh, 
What else? Switch. I I finally have my whole computer set up, and I have a microphone set up. I need a better microphone set up, but I have a microphone set up, so I can actually maybe possibly start streaming some Wicked Anna play whenever I'm on the computer. I'm playing some Final Fantasy XIV. I was just thinking maybe if I start playing Last of Us. Yeah. I mean, they seem to enjoy me screaming in terror most yeah. times. So <laughs> there you go. Yep, we have that. Guess what? Uh, well, if, you know, if we have a Victoria come over. And join us for the 200th episode of No Borders in a Race. She could try out a couple of the horror games I have. If on you my do Xbox it Saturday, if you do it Saturday, it's my birthday, and I'm <laughs> not playing horror games on my fucking birthday. Okay? Actually, that'd be great. No, would it be? <laughs> it almost sounded like not playing horror games. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not doing won't that play either. Horror games, no, nothing slutty. It'll just be all scary. Oh, <laughs> I need better friends. Oh. <laughs> No, I love you guys. We can just be colleagues if you want. <laughs> We're a little past that. <laughs> so, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter, and on the J-Pop, Anime, and Video Games Amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH, on Tumblr at B3Crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Inc. That's O-M-N-I-S-T-R-Y-I-N-C. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade, and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash, and don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including The Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashbook. And I am very... Very happy to be able to say that Boston Bash Brigade has been quoted not once, but twice on two upcoming volumes of manga. If you look behind the volumes of Flying Witch Volume 6 and City Volume 2, you will see a quote from yours truly. Really? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Evan's quoted and published on the back of manga. That's cool. Yeah, it's totally cool. Like, I still can't believe it actually happened. Like, I've I mean, been doing I'm this gonna... for 10 years, and this is the first time it's actually happened. Yeah, I'm going to be buying those volumes anyway, but I would buy those volumes just to have, like, I know this guy this is my friend. <laughs> He's on our show. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, uh, Derek, how about you? Where can people find you? Oh, uh, well, you can always find me at Elite4Derek on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can find me scouring the universe trying to solve the problems of all of the stars and planets that have gotten missing with these magical little balls I like to roll around. They can collect things up that are smaller than them. Once I collect them, the ball becomes bigger, and soon I will roll up the whole universe for the world's greatest father, the king of all cosmos. We actually have it right here. Katamari Damasi. We love Katamari here. I love, I love Derek ha- be, be, having Derek just say whatever he needs to say at the end of the show. It's Derek. So great. Derek by the way, we right. also have the book Onward by Howard Schultz, and we also have a book called Onward by Howard Schultz, and we also have another book here called Onward by Howard Schultz. Why do we have three copies of this fucking book, Derek? <laughs> because I work at a coffee shop and I won't say which one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's no excuse. I work at a bakery and we don't have anything like that. We have coffee there. <laughs> Is it because people leave the books on the table and you just take them home? Um, it's because they were like given out as gifts. So I got one 
my old roommate who also worked for Starbucks got one. I mean, we don't work for there, but still. <laughs> and then there was one year they were giving away another copy of it, so I just kind of took it, wrapped it up as a Christmas present, and then gave it to that roommate for Christmas. So then we had the third copy. <laughs> oh my god. And I've inherited all of the copies now, so I have all three. <laughs> Victoria, have they... you read any of them? No. Onward. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria, can they find you anywhere that you would like to uh, talk about? I'm not like you guys. I don't have that much shit on social media. <laughs> I don't even know my own Twitter account, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's all right. You don't need to if you don't want if you don't. No, want it's fine. Um, my Twitter is abnormalvb. That's all. I'm just weird. Oh, I have to, I'm not B anymore, though. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I'm there. It's very abnormal. I, I'm just, I'm not, I don't do much on social media because I don't get to have a life anymore. Mm, it's true. <laughs> I, I work like 13 hours a day and go home, die, and then go back to work the next day. Die, resurrect. I'm, I want to get a house. I want to have a life. To do that, you have to die first, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I like I mean, apartment I'll, living, so. The guys know how to contact me if anyone has questions or wants to talk to me, and I'll answer. I mean, I'm part of the Wicked Animes. Yeah. Find her on the streams too. So, yeah. Just talk. Just talk to her people. Yeah. Our people. Talk, yes, talk to my. Our people, people will talk to your people. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get you connected. I mean, if I go, I haven't played PlayStation in forever, so I'll be back on that now, I guess, and play yeah. Last of Us. I'll I'll play it on Twitch. Sweet. So people can see it and hear me screaming. James has my commentary on video games. It's entertaining mostly because I sass other characters <laughs> that can't hear me. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. I hope you had a great Father's Day with your awesome anime dads. And we will see you in the next episode. Some sign off the only way we know how. Kima! to see Brock's dad and how oh, yeah. he just hasn't been around but Brock is the oldest of like 16 brothers and sisters yeah, yeah. so he just raises like all that. of them yeah so he ra- and that's how he knows how to cook and mm-hmm. all that stuff and breed with pokemon i'm sure that and his father been- was the old man who was outside the gym who got ash to challenge Brock so yes. when Brock wanted to go on an adventure it's realized oh the old man's the father oh i guess i'll take care of my kids now fine yeah. go have fun <laughs> So technically Brock was a good dad, but I'm sure that he has a lot of illegitimate Pokemon children too somewhere. <laughs> and now his father just is now nominated in Worst Fathers. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.